0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Relove Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ezzie Spencer, and I am an author, I'm a coach, I'm a podcaster, of course, I'm here on the podcast and I coach brilliant, magical women all around the world from their 20s through to their 60s (laughs) to create beautiful, loving relationships, even if they've been out of the dating game for a long time, even if they haven't had a really fulfilling relationship for a long time. This is the topic of today's episode, actually, what to do when you've been out of the dating game for a long time and this question came from an awesome podcast listener If you'd like me to address something anonymously on the podcast for you, it's a pleasure for me to be able to do that. And I also draw questions from my coaching containers. So I am well at the start of 2023, I am doing a lot of one on one coaching, which is really exciting. That is what is calling to me in this particular season. Over the last three plus years, I've done a lot of group coaching. So I have had the opportunity to have a ringside seat to a lot of women's love lives and looking at a lot of dating profiles a lot of dating uh, screenshots understanding a lot about what is going on in the current moment Uh, and that is very different to how it's ever been if you've been out of the dating pool for a long time then you're going to find it to be a bit of a discovery as you come back into the dating world right now Um, and it's totally doable to first of all date successfully but also totally doable to have fun dating, right? Um, And that's what I will dive into inside of this episode. A couple of tips for you. These are the kind of things that I see working really well in the dating world right now. So I will address the question on a couple of levels. If you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you know that I love to speak to the mind. Because as a former lawyer, someone with a PhD, I am a huge proponent of intellect. I don't think that we need to uh, become, you know, ditzy non-thinkers just because we're getting into the feminine and magic and mystery and our energy and coming into the heart and exploring romance and being playful and curious, all of those things. Um, So the level of the conscious mind is usually where I start because we do want to get the mind on board. So I will speak to the conscious mind level and then I'll jump into to the deeper level right the unconscious mind because this is actually where we might see some of the love blocks operating this might be where we have some blind spots where we might be feeling stuck and we're not quite sure why or where we want something consciously but for whatever reason we may not be experiencing um the the outcome or the result inside of our lives that we want or we might be experiencing some internal resistance. You know, this is the real playground where I love, love, love to dive in 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 the client sessions. This is one of the reasons why I'm loving doing the one-on-one private work at the moment for the reason that we get to really understand what are the root causes of some of the the patterns that have been holding you back in in love and romance and intimacy. And I'll be honest, usually that's transferable to other parts of your life as well. And oftentimes the challenge is a symptom of something that is much, much deeper. And what is going on for us is usually some blockage in the unconscious mind. And so addressing that is often the pathway to being able to take quantum leaps in our life, in all areas of our life. And so I will dive into that in this podcast episode, because any tip or insight around dating that only addresses the level of the rational mind is going to shortchange us in terms of our deeper understanding of what might be going on and our deeper capacity for transformation. So with all of that being said, <laughs> what to do when you've been out of the dating game for a long time. So the first thing that I would suggest at the level of the conscious mind is to go slow understand that the dating world has changed. And of course, that depends upon how long it's been since you've dated. So I work with women who, for example, have come out of a divorce or they've come out of a period of recovery after a toxic relationship, and they may not have dated for 10 years or so. And that might be the case even if they're a millennial, so to speak. I work with women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s and help them to find love. And I would say that the more consistent thing is not if someone is a digital native necessarily because of their age. But the more consistent thing in terms of people's, um, you know, relationship with the dating app and the dating world is simply like how long they've been out of the game. And if you have um, had even just a few years out of the dating apps, you're going to find that when you come back into the dating app world now, post pandemic, for example, if you dated previously using the dating apps pre-pandemic, you're still going to find that the world has changed. Like That's how much technology is changing the way that we are interacting. And, engaging with each other. Also now that digital dating apps are obviously the norm in terms of, of connecting with, with people, it doesn't matter whether you meet someone offline, you're still now dating in a landscape where most people have either had an experience with the digital dating apps, or they have a digital dating app, even someone that you might meet at a cafe or a party, you know, they may also be connecting with people online, right? So this is something that you need to be aware of, even if you choose not to, to use the online dating apps as you are looking for love now of course you don't have to use the dating apps but i uh, do recommend that you approach even the dating apps with that growth mindset knowing that you can learn how to show up in a way which is going to make you magnetic to the kind of suitors that are going to be interesting for you, the kind of people with whom you can uh, uh, really establish a beautiful relationship. But we need you to be visible for that. You know, we need you to be visible for your soulmate to be able to see you and you can learn how to be visible even if that seems scary to you right now even if that hasn't been your experience in finding love in the past yeah it is possible for you to apply the growth mindset and learn how to do this um, and to learn how to do it in a way that is actually working now and go slow with it right because you do not need to do everything overnight you do not need to make a decision right now that you're ready for love and then put together a dating profile and activate your dating profile. And And start going on dates and have a hole in one, you know, in terms of of setting things uh, live. It is absolutely okay to go slow. It's absolutely possible to take your time. It's absolutely appropriate just to find that you're bumping up against different edges inside of yourself as you're going through the process of preparing to put yourself out there and starting to date and coming into intimacy with someone on a whole new level, right? Because of the deep work that you've done, because of the personal development work that you've done, because of the spiritual awakening that you've had, you know, in recent times, it's it's going to change the quality of the person uh, that you're attracting into your field or indeed the quality of the behavior that you are experiencing, As well as you go through the dating process. So it's absolutely fine to go slow. And one of the things I always say to my clients is that you are in charge of your pace. There is no rush and you're going to have more fun when you really honor what your genuine pace is. And so allow yourself just to be where you are right here, right now, allow yourself to really lean into that growth mindset and know that even if you haven't done it before, even if it seems scary, even if your friends are really down about dating online, even if you feel that you're of a certain age, even if you're reading a lot of the media clickbait articles about how hard Uh, It is to find love right now. It is still possible for you to learn how to do it. And uh, adopting a growth mindset is going to be critical in that. And then on a deeper level, on an unconscious level, ask yourself the question, am I blocked In some way. Now, if the answer to that is yes, it does not mean that you are doomed, as you will hear me say continually on this podcast. It's like a cause for celebration rather than anything else. And the reason for that is when you understand where your protection mechanisms might be operating in terms of your love blocks then you are going to have a better time of dismantling those and you're going to have a more easeful experience when you do put yourself out there. So an example is if you might be blocked with self-worth, what that might look like is that you may not even have the clarity on what your needs are inside of a relationship, which by the way is incredibly normal. And it's one of the things where my, uh, my coaching clients usually, are. Uh, just blown away at just how little they've understood what their needs are or how bad they feel about even asking for their needs to be met. Uh, so again, just know this is one of the most normal things that I experience is the amount of blind spot that people have around what their needs are inside of a relationship. I usually take people through a process of coming into dialogue with their own heart, with their own body, connecting in with their own deep wisdom to discover what is actually going to have you come alive in relationship right now. What is it that you are preventing yourself from even asking for, for really good reason, for really good reason? And generally that reason has been because people have pushed back badly upon you in the past for even having needs in the first place. People have guilt tripped you for having needs in relationship. You have found that you have lost and I'm saying here in quotation marks that you've lost love through having needs. And of course you haven't actually lost love you've lost somebody who has been in a um, in a taking role from you, right? Someone who's benefited from you actually suppressing what it is that you have needed. So the deeper part is around understanding your unconscious box to love. And I call these unconscious vows. So these may be uh, contracts that you've entered entered into inside of yourself to do with love, to do with being available for love, uh, the kind of compromises that you feel that you may need to make in order to be chosen or to be loved, the kind of uh, vows you might have made with yourself around not getting into relationship at a younger age. You might have made these vows with yourself not to get into relationship for the reason that you felt like relationship would detract from your life in some way. So these are some examples of unconscious vows or unconscious blocks to love. I did a previous episode about the three main types of love blocks. So I invite you to go and listen to that if this is interesting for you. And this can be really helpful to understand this inside of yourself before you put yourself out there. Uh, these blocks to love will be apparent to you once you do put yourself out there. That is where you are now empowered with the knowledge that you need in order to overcome that or to melt it away, to dissolve it. So then you're able to welcome in greater love. You're able to receive more love, you're able to make yourself available and visible to someone who is going to be a viable contender for you to really establish that beautiful next level relationship together with you. Yeah. So we can't lose our value, we can't lose our self-worth, but we can forget it and it can become blocked for all kinds of reasons, which are not our fault, right? However. Uh, We do need to unblock that right before we put ourselves out there, because if we're blocked with our self-worth and we put ourselves out there, then what might happen is that we may choose partners that are not necessarily in our best interests. We may not uh, have effective filtering mechanisms. We may not feel like we are worthy of saying no to someone we might feel scared that someone will go away if we for example express our needs inside of a relationship so we end up putting the other person first to the expense of ourselves and that's not something that ends well right that's something that either ends up with us feeling bitter and resentful and drained and i would say that's one of the most common signs of you not being anchored in your self-worth and you not prioritizing and owning and claiming your own needs and asking for what it is that you need inside of relationship is that you end up feeling really depleted inside of the relationship, but you might not be quite sure why. There's a lot of cultural reasons why people don't express their needs inside of a relationship and a lot of personal reasons as well, which can can track back to a personal experience inside of the childhood home, you know, can track back to generations of the way that women have been invited in many situations, many family contexts, a background, what's important for them. It's not solely gender specific. What I'm saying is that there's lots of reasons around why you may not be voicing your needs that are not your fault. These may be inherited reasons and it's absolutely possible for you to undo that. And so it's, it's actually essential because if you don't have your needs met inside of a relationship, that resentment is going to build up. That sense of depletion is ultimately going to have you feel absolutely exhausted and sometimes enraged inside of a a relationship. You know, if the other person is not meeting your needs, if the other person is taking from you, you can explode in a way which is going to not feel really good for you. It's not going to feel great for the other person. It's not going to be great for the relationship. You know, it's much better to enter into the dating world with a really good sense of what it is that you need and the confidence to be able to express that earlier rather than later when you're forging a relationship with someone. It's really going to support you to be an active participant in crafting the type of relationship which is going to serve you in the long-term And it's always easier to set off on the right foot rather than try to negotiate that later or change a dynamic later. It is possible, of course, to 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 change a relationship for the better later. One hundred percent. It is possible. And it's also easier if you do it in the first instance. Yeah. And so if you have trouble with this, if you're relating, if you've had experience with this in the past, it may be because there is a blind spot. It may be because there is an unconscious vow to do with your self-worth. And this is why it can be really important to ask yourself this question. Do I have any of these unconscious vows in love? Am I blocked in love in some way? And to start to do that inner work or that deeper work to take care of that, either before you're putting yourself out there. So one of the Times that I love working with women is when they're getting ready to be ready to put themselves out there. So you don't have to be dating actively at the point at which we're working together, but you have to be active in that process of preparing yourself. So being on the cusp of being ready actually is going to support you to turn the wheel of love much more fluidly. It's going to support you to be able to receive love for the courtship process to be most enjoyable for you and for the suitors courting you as well, right? So um, the, then the skills become the easy part, right? Then the texting and the green lighting and the, you know, going from the, the texting to the vibe check to, to the date, you know, to exploring intimacy, going through that process of vetting and filtering and and having fun um, and approaching it with romance and, and curiosity and play and having the whole experience being really enriching and meaningful for you and for them, right? As you get to know somebody, as you go through those phases, like these are the dating skills aspect of it and that becomes really enjoyable once you do that deeper work right the dating the dating skills part of it is something that you can learn I've got plenty of podcast episodes about how to go from dating to relationship how to turn the wheel of re the information about the the wheels of re and the re method by the way you can find out about that on ezzy there's graphics for the re wheels you know there's plenty of information about how to then um, go through the dating process but in terms of gliding around the wheel like that That's the deeper work. That's where you are going to meet yourself. And the more that you cultivate the skills of meeting yourself with self-compassion and self-forgiveness, the more fun the entire experience is going to be. So to summarise, please don't be discouraged. Love is possible, even though the world has changed, but the right mindset is everything. So if you've been out of the dating game for a long time and you're coming back into the dating world, then apply the growth mindset to it. Know that it is absolutely possible for you to learn the skills of dating in the current moment. It's absolutely possible for you to dive in and do that deep work to solve your love blocks and have fun in the process. It is possible for you To have that next level soulmate relationship, it is possible for you to enjoy that courtship process and to end up being pursued and adored and cherished. Um, Now, more than ever, it is critical to be anchored in your self-worth and also to be showing up from that place of authenticity, right? So showing who you really are, showing the world, your essence, your energy, your magic, right? That's when you're going to be magnetic to the kind of people who are going to be the right match for you. Um, And there is no rush around any of it. I'm a huge proponent of you being in charge of your Pace, right? And it might be that you put a little foot into the pool and you're like, okay, I might have a bit of deeper work to do now. And there's absolutely no shame in that. Understanding your blind spots and getting help and support around dissolving those blind spots is the way for you to move forwards in a really elegant and graceful way to find love. You know, really making sure that you are tending to whatever it is that is underneath the surface is going to. be what's going to enhance the enjoyment in the entire process so if you'd like some help with that if you'd like to explore a one-on-one journey with me I absolutely love working in an immersive way with women who are ready to go the distance or ready to get ready to go the distance in terms of dating and so you can find those details over on my website click on -on one-on-one there's a video there is some information about working together and there is an inquiry form and then we would have a conversation prior to working together to ensure that it is a match. And I feel confident that I can support you. So there's also a quiz over there on EzySpencer.com, a free quiz where you can see where you might be blocked in love, at what point on the ReLove wheel you might be blocked in love. And there's a free love potion that comes with that as well, which will support you to anchor into that beautiful, optimistic energy. I am really excited for all that lies ahead for you.